G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. First tiny Jamison test against Jamaica. The Ferns running out winners 70 to 45. Joining us to talk about that is Yvonne Willering, former Silver Ferns coach. Uh, how are you, Yvonne? Yeah, I'm good, thanks. And what an interesting game. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was an interesting game. I mean, uh, I said earlier on the show, and I'm keen to get your take on it as someone that's been in uh, Dame Nolene's uh, seat. But, you know, I was when I heard that Jamaica were coming, uh, I was excited because of the team that we saw at the Common Games that beat Australia, beat New Zealand. I thought this is going to be a great test. Yeah. Then I heard a lot of players unavailable. I thought, well, that's disappointing. But at least you know we'll, we'll 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 get a contest, and then we only get seven of them, and then we have a fifty-eight-year-old on the bench. We have a woman who's only just you know <laughs> who six six weeks ago gave birth for the first time, uh, someone who hasn't yep. played professional netball since twenty seventeen. I mean that was the makeup of their yep. bench. Um, I know that's not their fault. There's not much they could have done about it from the sounds of things. But I mean, really, where is the challenge for the Silver Ferns, particularly when you're using this to get ready for the Aussies in the Constellation Cup? Yeah, honestly, it was just so different, wasn't it? And yeah, it, I mean, you weren't going to get the same Jamaican team that was at the Com Games. That was all. I, I personally never thought that Fowler and uh, and Sterling were going to come, um, just for lots of different reasons. But yeah, interesting the team that did eventually come. And what was really interesting, their bench really sat there hoping like crazy they wouldn't there would be no injuries and not and no one had to go on the court. Whereas on the Ferns bench. The people that were on the sideline just couldn't wait to get on. So, yeah, just totally contrasting. Here are the Silver Ferns. They've been in training camp for I don't know how long, not knowing when they were going to play, you know, and what day. And he had Jamaica arriving on Monday and uh, it jet-lagged and then only had a training on Tuesday to present tonight. And I actually thought, apart from that first quarter, they presented, they actually played pretty good nipple. And, uh, yeah, they surprised me because that last quarter when I thought they were going to die they only lost that 16-12 so it actually from the team that came and don't forget a lot of them were newbies and that was reflected in that first quarter score of 21-10 because they were just caught wanting in that first quarter but then they settled down so Jamaica actually was quite satisfied with their performance as were the Spoons. Mm, I mean, if you're in Dame Nolene's um, shoes at the moment, I mean, I know we've got a game tomorrow, so there's not much time uh, to think about it, not much time to recover for the Jamaicans, to be fair. But to make it more of a contest for your players, do you put a seven out there and tell them that they're not going to get changed and that all your subs can sit in their tracksuits and and try and get as much out of it and as much of an even contest as you can make it? Well, she actually didn't make any changes until the fourth quarter mm. when she had opportunities throughout to make changes. And it actually surprised me because I know I actually said that it would have been interesting to have a moving shooting a circle uh, at some stage. And you actually may see that in the game tomorrow. But at the moment, it's very much, I mean, obviously it's about the Ferns. Jamaica, that is not the team that's going to present themselves at the World Championships. But honestly, you know, some of these players have now experienced 
experience international netball. So certainly they've been it's been a benefit to them. How much benefit to the Silver Ferns? They really started slow and there's you know, they, they indicated right at the start, both um Echinacio and Fitzpatrick indicated it was about them, their focus was totally on them and, and their performance. And yet in the first and second quarter they actually started very slowly. And initially I thought that was the reason why Dame Nolene didn't make the changes. They just needed to to improve their performance. So whilst they did some good things, on the whole, I actually was a bit disappointed with the Ferns. I thought that the new uh, mid-court combination of Gordon and Cernus and also Royale and Buchanan, um, I thought that that would add a lot of speed through that mid-court, and I actually don't think it did that tonight. No, I mean, so if you were in Dave Nolan's shoes, what are you doing tomorrow? Uh, I, I think she should play. The, uh, the only player actually that didn't play was was Wilson and Johnson because she came in for Heffernan and Johnson will be there again tomorrow. But it's more important. Uh, Wilson has to get on the court tomorrow um, because now they're looking obviously at preparation towards Australia. Totally different team uh, that will they'll come up against. So it's more about how how attacking wise, it's about combination work. So yeah, I think that yeah, Wilson has to take the call at some stage, and I think Selby Ricketts needs to go on again. I didn't think her shooting stats were quite as high as she would have liked. So this is an opportunity for her to get back out there and the mid court maybe soon as at wing attack and bring either Gordon yeah probably Gordon back into the centre position. But at the moment. Karaka, they're playing her at wing defence when we know she's a far better goal defence. But having said that, really, Ali Timu, uh, I thought she made a good introduction to the Silver Ferns tonight. Yeah, it'd be good to get her another, you know, solid 60 minutes under her belt um, and and prepare her uh, going forward, uh, looking at the World Cup and things. What about, um, I mean, I, I, I bout a Dame Nolene's superior knowledge around the game. Uh, Yvonne, it has to be said, but there are some things that I did. I looked at some of the players that we took to the Com game, some of the players she, she selected for that, and I thought, well, there, yep. it feels to me like there are some very good players who have got great individual skills, who read the game very well, that aren't in there for whatever reason. Uh, and one yep. of those I think I we might have missed tonight would have been Petha Toyaba. <laughs> yeah, but she's been in the situation before and, uh, you know, she's she's been found wanting. Whether she gets another opportunity, well, time will tell on that one, um, yeah, with regards to that. Yeah, there were players left, left at home and some of them just did not pass the fitness requirements. And the one thing that Dame Nolene is, is adamant about is when she sets targets, she expects that uh, those targets to be met. So everyone knows especially with the defensive targets. Everyone knows what level they have to achieve. So yeah, it's up to them to achieve those. And it's not beyond uh, players at the elite level. So, yeah, and that happened. Grace Nowicki was was really at a stage there for a while that she only just, in the end, only just made the fitness standards and other players didn't. So, you know, for the world champs going into next year, ANZ, yeah, that's the last opportunity for players to um, present themselves um, for selection. Mm, yeah, I mean, because you mentioned, um, you know, combinations, and I think you know that uh, that yep. Toyava Nueki combination. I saw it uh, in the ANZ yep. Prem over the last couple of seasons has been just so so effective. Um, how much do you think Peter Toyava has to do to get back in the reckoning? 
Yeah, but she'd come in once before, and if she's got a tall player marking in front of her, then she has problems with that, where she knows, obviously, yeah, within the Mystic setup, it's a different defensive setup against her. And everyone knows that she's a great feeder, and it surprises me that more people don't really take basic, well, when I say take her out of play, really uh, make her in a situation where she's found wanting, trying to get the ball. Um, you know, and, and it's, Gordon has also been in and out, and you, you can also look at other players like you've got your Sam Winders, you've got your Maturel sitting there. So we've actually got a bunch of players that are sitting in either the Silver Fern squad or the development squad. And, and Nolene has indicated that they're still, like, they're still in the equation, they're just not there now because you know we've got limit, limited games coming up. And against Jamaica right now, like even tomorrow's game, uh, it, whilst you can work on combinations, sometimes what, what you can do now, you're not able to do in, in the really tough games. Like we, we did quite a few what I call diagonal passes. And, you know, ag- against a team like Australia, you ain't going to be able to do that because they will intercept it. And also with their defence, um, yeah, you know, the big bomb into Grace Nowicki, which we did quite a lot tonight, it's not going to be able to happen. And we cannot rely just on her. And for a while there, um, Econastio didn't shoot. I mean, she got something like two out of two uh, leading into half time, you know, and, and, and Dame Nolene has always indicated, and she said it to Selby Ricketts as well, I need you to turn to the post. And I agree, I think goal attacks should be taking some of the shots as well just to split the defence up from the opposition. Yeah, I mean, that is one of the things that I looked at when when I saw the squad uh, for the Com Games and then the, the squad here as well is that we seem to be mm-hmm. carrying... Or I don't know, carrying's probably the wrong word, but we seem to have some shooters in this team that aren't actually great shooters. You know, shooters that are shooting in the ANZ at seventy percent rather than at ninety percent, and then we have people like Alia Dunn who who can't make it. Ali, yeah, and and hers, I'm sure, will be a fitness aspect. You know, and yes, she is, she is. But you've you've got from ANZ, it's a huge step up to the international level. And don't forget, some of these players have been in a Silver Fern squad and they have had training camps. So a lot has taken up on that as well, which obviously we don't get to see. Well, I sometimes do attend, but you know, generally speaking, the public doesn't see that. So it, that's really the next step up. And I indicated earlier in the season as well, it is a huge step up from ANZ to international level. I mean, you have a look at it, teams could still have four or five losses and still make the finals, you know, and that really shouldn't happen at all. So, yep, you know, and and you can look at, and again, a player I really really enjoy watching is Matura because I I love her play. I like the way she works. But again, it's a situation that uh, she was looking at combinations there. And to be fair, you have a look at it. Selby Ricketts probably didn't perform as well as people would have liked during ANZ, but I thought she really came to the party at the Commonwealth Games and she turned and she shot to the post and I thought that she really took responsibility out on court. Yeah, I mean, the the team that we have got, um, they obviously won tonight by 25 points. If you're Dame Nolene, are you happy with that? Are you happy with what you saw tonight? No. No, I wouldn't be. Uh, and I indicated early on uh, against a, a really inexperienced team like Jamaica was, um, yeah, it, the score should have been higher.
uh, in that, you know, and again, 16-12 in that last quarter. Hey, listen, give that to Jamaica because I thought that mm. fitness was going to take them, and it didn't. They were right there to the end. And you have a look at it. A player like Fowler uh, in the attacking end, with her not being there, it isn't just about her height. It's also her leadership and her discipline to the players around her, you know, and that's also a great factor in their team. And at the other end, you've got we always the, the Sterlings, but don't forget Wilson was there, but they sort of really take control of that defensive unit. And really, this Jamaican team that, that performed tonight, I actually thought that they actually performed pretty well considering everything that was against them. So looking at the Ferns, yeah, I don't think that they... they Yeah, they like the scoreline, but I don't think that uh, they will be totally satisfied with their performance. Yeah, and I'm... it's going to be... I know you, you indicated, you know, it's only tomorrow to go, so they've got to step up. But I look at Jamaica, and it's going to be harder for them to step up. Mm, yeah, it will be. Uh, I mean, you mentioned the scoring. You know, they would have liked to have scored more the Silver Ferns, but what about conceding forty-five goals to this team? Will that be a worry as well? Well, yeah, Jamaica was really happy about it. Nelson mm. spoke at the end of the game, and she said, I'm so proud of all the players. And then she mentioned the score, 45. And I hadn't actually considered that until then. And I thought, well, yeah, because you look at the Silver Ferns defense, that's a very experienced defensive lineup. And in that last quarter, even Fitzpatrick got onto the court. So, yeah, I think that certainly that attacking lineup to get 45 goals will be pretty happy about that. Mm. And that's why it was an interesting game, because you had a situation at the end, both teams spoke with a lot of confidence and were quite happy. And you go, well, if you didn't know the score, you actually wouldn't know who had actually won the game. No, that's true, actually. That's a really good point. Yeah. Um, uh, away from the game, Yvonne, I mean, I, you know, I'm not, a, this isn't about finger pointing, but obviously we have to get to the bottom mm-hmm. of why we've ended up where we've ended up. Uh, what's no. your understanding of that? And do you think World Netball will, ha- uh, will do anything about it? You're talking about how the Jamaica, the series, how yeah. it ended up. Um, yeah, what can they do about it? I mean, if you have a look at the reasons that Jamaica have given for everything, um, yeah, it, it's yeah, it, it's interesting. And don't forget, uh, and they indicated that they've known about the series since June, and apparently they indicated that two of the players weren't going to be available. And well, I think you and I both knew which players they were. Mm. Um, you know, but it was a situation that their team actually wasn't even named until quite recently. So maybe they need to start looking at uh, a change in rules there. See, don't forget the Ferns needed this to be um, deemed an international fixture. Um, and I, I hadn't realized that uh, rankings come into this as well. And uh, obviously, uh, we're looking at improving our rankings leading into the world champs um, as Jamaica should be as well but Jamaica at the moment is sitting third and they will stay third anyway yeah. but yeah there's a few things going on but I think didn't we have two New Zealand umpires on the game as well uh, you yeah that's a good point yeah good point I, yeah I and normally internationally you, you know you get neutral umpires so I didn't, didn't quite understand that one but I think it has been deemed as an international game which means obviously um, Timu gets uh, gets her cap for that and mm. rightly so I thought she played well mm, yeah she did I guess there'll just always be an asterisk next to the series for people won't they going going forward well, when they look back yeah. at it 
<laughs> yeah, but what I think is interesting, I mean, in the history books now, obviously it's going to say that we had a win. Uh, but I also want to know where is in the, in the history books, is it going to say that Connie Francis is now the oldest player to have been deemed to have you know, been part of the Jamaican playing team? <laughs> Yeah, that'll be interesting. <laughs> it will be. It will be. <laughs> uh, it'll be interesting to see what comes out of that. Um, uh, I mean, given this is, you know, uh, two of the top four sides in the world and we're at this situation, Yvonne, what does it say about where netball is in the sporting landscape at the moment? I was talking a, a bit with, about this earlier and saying, you know, netball, I think, has to be careful because it's not the days now that, you know, at school the girls play netball, the boys play rugby. Yes. There are so many different pathways and... If I'm New Zealand netball, I'm very nervously looking in the direction of of basketball, particularly probably football a little bit as well, football, because yeah. because yep. you know they can offer and those rugby. those US scholarships, they can offer these different pathways. As a sport, it offers more than just what you do on the court. Um, so netball really has to be careful about staying relevant. Yeah, I, I'm with you on that. And same with like the football, you've got all your, your, your age groups as well, and we're and the representative, uh, you know. So yeah, it's it's an area that that uh, you certainly needs to be addressed. And what I also find interesting, we've got a fast five at the end of the year, and you see at the moment the, uh, the talk is obviously it'll come from the silver ferns, whereas I see fast five as a totally separate competition. Mm. And you know, it, it's some of the play is totally different, and and maybe we need to look at that. And and give others opportunities there as well. But yeah, and also you see, everyone's like we're gearing towards the world champs. As far as I'm concerned, every time you represent your country, it is about performance and it is about the score. And I think, yeah, sometimes we're getting a bit away from that. Um, and that's disappointing. You know, this is, it's like trying out different combinations. And no, I don't believe in that. I think that you pick your best players and uh, whenever you represent your country, that's what it's about. It's not preparation for another event. It's just the way I look at it. You know, and this tiny Jamison trophy uh, deserves the respect. Well, I guess a little bit uh, related to that, you know, we're talking about netball staying relevant. Fast five with the new generation might be a way that netball gets kids engaged or younger people engaged and involved in the game. Mm. Do you see it at Mm. some point developing into its own sport like rugby sevens or like T20 cricket? Yes, I'd like to see that, uh, and I'm, I'm sure quite a few other people would as well, because we're trying, some people wanting to introduce different rules into what you'd call the traditional game, which is what we're playing now, you know, and we're saying, no, leave that for fast five, like the two points, you know, the super shots and that sort of stuff. And yeah, I, and I see that totally differently. And same with the super shot, you actually would defend it differently than uh, in the traditional game. Now, one rule that we're looking at in the fast five is changing the designation to actual numbers and I like that idea and that would separate the sports so you have like one to five because it is after, after all called fast five so you have the players name one to five and you know that one and two are the only ones that can shoot so that also would separate the two games and I think we need to do that yeah yeah that's interesting mate. to be honest Yvonne I just let everybody with it, uh, who's on the court shoot from wherever they like that that really open it up. <laughs> that that was certainly open it up, and oh, I tell you, especially the goalkeepers, they they think they're the best shooters anyway. Exactly, so, they, yeah. they, they've watched enough miss, obviously, so they they, they know how it's done. Uh, Yvonne, thanks yeah. very much for coming on. I really appreciate your time.
No, it's, it's a pleasure. But yeah, under the circumstances, I mean, when we looked at you know all the hassles with the with the with Jamaica, and we say it's out of our control. Well, it has to has to be addressed absolutely. But actually, at the end of the day, it actually wasn't too bad a game. Especially, you know, the Jamaicans came out stronger than I thought they'd come out. Mm, yeah, no, they did well. They yeah. did well, and you know, mm. a part of me wants to celebrate that, and part of me wants to be worried for the ferns that they didn't win by more. I'm with you. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that. Yeah, yeah. I'm with you on that. Because you could turn around and say, oh, hell, what if like you had the, you had even half their team here? What difference would that make? And, and we're missing a few players, but on the whole, you know, we've got a pretty strong lineup there. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Good stuff, Yvonne. Mm. Thanks again for coming on, okay. mate. I know you've had a, a long night. You've been calling this game on Sky. You've been talking to me. You've been doing all sorts. So <laughs> appreciate it. Go have a cup of tea, put your feet up. Okay, will do. Cheers. All right, catch up. Thank you. Uh, Yvonne Willering there with us, uh, former Silver Ferns coach. Uh, yeah, some interesting takes from Yvonne on that as well.